Well, my goodness, we ask and you do it. That's what we're talking about. If you build it, they will come. That's right. And uh, put the, their text on the text line, 888-922-7234. What did you say? Everything. Okay. We said everything because we're always inviting comments. That's on true. Everything we're talking about. Yep. And so everybody responded in prolific numbers. Uh, there's Francis and John and Karen and everybody just got in touch with lots of stuff that we were saying. So we'll get to all of that a little bit later on. But once again, the phone number is 888-922-7234. It's a voicemail. It's a text. It's a direct line of the studio. It's all of that. So uh, thanks for using it. Well, like I said, get to it in a little bit. Right now, it's news. The Roundup with Ashley Page. Well, according to a new study, video conferencing leads very quickly to, quote, Zoom fatigue. Researchers compared people who attended live lectures uh, to those tuning into online presentations and found that those at the live lectures, they feel happier, they feel more active, they Mm -hmm. feel less tired and, quote, fed up. And it's interesting because my daughter started to go to college right when COVID hit and everything became Zoom. So they yeah. were learning yeah. the same kind of a thing. And she's like, oh, these classes are more boring mm-hmm. on the line. Uh, online. I'm like, yeah, it really is. And the study said, you know, it should be considered as a possible complement to face-to-face, but it's it's not the substitute. Exactly correct. Now, this goes back to my college days. There was a freshman class that was so large, there was at least 500. <gasps> and it was offered three or four times a day. Because it was e- it was Econ 101. Economy 101. So the professor taught it three times in a day? Well, that's just it. He taught the first lesson live, and then the subsequent ones were a recording of it on a video. really? And it was a VH test they'd show on the big screen that people would come back and watch that. Like a movie? Yeah. And so it became then a jostling to see who could get there for the first lesson because it was way more entertaining. He was a very entertaining professor. Uh, So it was better to see it in person. So everyone wanted to see it live. Yeah, I went to a really small college. My biggest class in college, I think, was 41 people. (laughs) I mean, I went to Yeah, I know. Wow. Well, you may not need to put too much thought into what you buy people this Christmas because Mm. there's a good chance it's going to either end up in the closet or thrown away. Uh, A survey found 33% of Americans say they just toss them. Wow. When they get them, I know I always I've, donate it if I, I don't exactly. want it. Exactly, and I can't remember I, throwing something away. I can't either. Another third stick it in the closet, and we'll just hmm. never use it. So yeah. that's a, really a lot. See, that's of, why hmm. I want people to tell me what exactly they want, right? So, so it doesn't at least end up be in useful the garbage. Yeah, rather than just trash, right? I know yeah. throwing it in the garbage. Yeah, it does make sense. Wow, yeah. at least donate it. Yeah. So Catch Up Entertainment released the trailer for a new film called Memory, which opens in select theaters December twenty second and expands into wide release January 5th. Memory stars Jessica Chastain and Peter Sarsgaard. Sarsgaard plays Saul, a single father with early onset dementia. Chastain plays Sylvia, a recovering alcoholic who becomes his caretaker. Mm. And that's your News Roundup. Ashley and Brad. Welcome in, everybody. Here it is, the very last day of November mm-hmm. for 2023, which means, it. of course, tomorrow would be December 1st. December, but it is day 334 of the year. There are 31 days left in this year, and we're going to tell you who has birthdays. Right at the very top, director Woody Allen is now 88 years old. Director Ridley Scott is 86. Writer-director Terrence Malick, three directors right at the top. Terrence Malick, 80 years old. Actor Mandy Patinkin is 71. Oh, I love him. Yep, The David, Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. David Mammoth, the playwright, is 71 as well. He's got a white wedding for his birthday. Billy Idol is 68 years old now. Bo Jackson knows birthdays. He's turning 61. 
Ben Stiller is 58 years old. Singer Clay Aiken, 45. Alicia Cuthbert is 41. Kaylee Cuoco is 38. You say Tegan, and I say Tigan. Chrissy <laughs> Tegan Tigan is 38 years old. And because we're always telling you to do so, John B. would like everybody to know that today is his wife Brandy's birthday. Happy birthday, Brandy. So you're a fine girl, Brandy, and thanks for telling us it's your birthday. And, and this, this is, is your, your birthday, birthday song. song. It, it is a very long. long. There you go. It happened on this date in history, 1954, in Silicon, Alabama. An eight-and-a-half-pound sulfide meteorite crashed through the roof and yep. hit Elizabeth Hodges. Yep. Bouncing off her radio, everybody. <laughs> and just giving her a bad bruise. It was trying to get those fog hat tickets. <laughs> exactly. Call it nine lucks it in and rips the night off. For the meteorite hit. Uh, also in this date in 1982, Thriller, the sixth album from Michael Jackson, was released. Seven songs would land in the top ten. That's amazing. Yeah. In 2004, man, 19 years already, Jeopardy champ Ken Jennings finally lost. Right. Leaving him with two and a half million dollars. A ton of money. And now he's the host. And now he's the host. Wow. In 2017, the world's longest rainbow was recorded. It occurred in Taipei's mountain range, lasting eight hours and 58 minutes. Wow. There it is. Beautiful. Special events for today. Computer Security Day is today. Mm. Oof, man. Mm. You got to change that uh, password by one <laughs> yeah, right. exclamation point. How many exclamations is well, this one? As many as it takes. <laughs> Add one more on. It can't hurt. Oy. Mason Jar Day. It's Moose Day. Personal Space Day. Stay at home because you're well dazed. Oh, really? Just take a day off I and have fun? Why not? And it's also perpetual youth day well i will be talking about one of those in fun facts all right let's find out later on at the end of the show but for the meantime tell us when your birthday is like brandy and we'll celebrate with you at triple eight nine two two seven two three four ashley and brad well thanks everybody for getting in touch with the ashley and brad show it's triple eight nine two two seven two three four we've asked for texts we've asked for voicemails we've asked for even uh, emails we've got oh, all we of get them. them yeah we sure did so uh, I guess let's start. I don't know. We're taking a look at the email here because Katie sent us a picture, just like we had asked, of uh, what does some of your decorations look like. She sent us a picture of her bookcase with all of the uh, little, t- I forget what those are called, but there's a name for the little town decorations there. The little village, the little Christmas village. Yeah, that's it. Uh, and she's got so that. So pretty. Things. Yeah. So thanks for that picture, Katie. We appreciate that. Once again, the email address is ab at Ashley Brad Radio. Voicemails. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we got a ton, including John. We asked, well, are you brand specific to anything or does right. anything matter? Well, John said this. I only use close-up toothpaste. I cannot stand any other brand. Thank you. Yeah, close-up. See? Up. That's, there yeah. are people. And you can tell there's just enough of it. It's like the difference well, between Coke and Pepsi. There's, there's enough of a difference. Close-up, I, I definitely used it when I was a kid. It's the gel. It's that red gel, or at least it used to be red. I think it still is. Is but it, it was cinnamon? the gel versus a paste, which is... But you there's know, a lot of gels now. Oh, I know. But close-up was among the first that I remember. Okay. And it was red, too. Is what the, so it was cinnamon. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, John. And then Francis left a voicemail in addition to a text as well. He's uh, prolific in his messages. Uh, he ha- he was sending some sympathetic vibes through the radio. <laughs> I wish I could hear you guys yelling the answers <laughs> while, to help me out. Yeah, while playing yesterday's game because yes. he said this. Come on, Ashley. 
You've got to know this, Ashley. You watch it every year. Come on, Ashley. Come on, Ashley. <laughs> yeah. And <That's>... sure enough, <laughs> Frosty is always alive, and he never melts. Well, he melted in the special, but right. you get what he's saying. I know, and he's I was. Yelling. It's like I knew it, but I oh, sometimes yeah, my ye- brain. yelling at the speakers. <laughs> uh, so lots of texts as well. John, in addition to telling us it's his wife's birthday, uh, said that there's a store that does the 10-item, 15-item, and 25-item self-checkout. Oh, okay. That he says. That's a good idea. A different but positive experience at the same time. Karen Karen texted in, said, I appreciate what you said about not doing it yet, and you're getting to do it. Uh, including cheeseburger, cheeseburger at Southern Appreciate. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait. Well, that's when the voice to text overtook what was playing in the background. Uh, <laughs> and so, and so oh, that's she said, awesome. sorry about that. And I just laughed at that. It's like, huh? Cheeseburger, what is this, a Saturday on the Live sketch? Uh, but anyway, thanks, Karen. Yes, you're getting to do stuff instead yes. of I have to do something. Right. It's all about your mindset. We big, talked about that the other day. You can listen on the podcast. Yeah, big difference. Kent said the old ways are the best ways. Cable TV, he says. Really? Isn't it interesting that we were all cutting the cable years you ago? You were one of the first. You're yeah. like, I'm done with because this. Because of the price. And, and then you got yeah. priced out of existence with all of these a la carte things. And now you're like, well, maybe you're that like, wasn't so mm, bad. Cable, mind, maybe, maybe. So Kent's on to that. Coach Rick, thanks uh, for chiming in. He says, yes, I'm with Brad. The uh, the Bucker Understore, everything he gets from there. Toothpaste, bar soap. Mm-hmm. Even They even have brand name colognes there sometimes. So he'll get it from there as well. Really? Yeah. So I see, Coach, that's what I'm saying. You, you stretch your dollars. Oh, boy. Hot controversy here. What'd you do? Still. Uh, is it GIF? Is it GIF? I know. The people who created it call it a GIF. Mike Wilhite, who created the format, says, uh-huh. mm, I prefer to say GIF. Well, not this texture. GIF is a type of peanut butter. <laughs> GIF stands for graphic interchange format, not giraffic interchange format. <laughs> I don't care what the creator says. He's wrong. So All right. there's a you hot take for take you. Take it up with Will Height then. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, the point is everybody's getting in touch with us, and we appreciate it. Right. 888-922-7234. Ashley and Brad. Expanding your vocabulary with one word each and every day is what we're doing. And it was yesterday's word that was balaclava, something you may see around wintertime, people wearing these. A full face covering with some holes, maybe for the eyes, but uh, balaclava was yesterday's. Today's word we will discuss, first you have to spell as an adjective from Latin, 16th century. It is anfractuous. 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 Yes, is the word. An or N. N. Anfractuous. Here's your spelling music. And fractious. Hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, That's enough. I was thinking E-N initially, but you said an, mm-hmm. and fractious, A-N-F-R-A-C-T-U-O-U-S. Is correct, Ashley Page. <laughs> and fractious is correct. It is sinuous or circuitous. Meaning, well, let's keep defining words then, as well, long as we're. <laughs> it's it's just and perhaps an indirect way would be another or beating cinema. around the bush. Uh, the GPS directed me to take an anfractuous route home in order to avoid the uh, the traffic on the freeway. The uh, old state road is anfractuous, but it has the best views in the country for foliage. Aha! Uh-huh. So it appears similar to the word fracture, but the meanings are oh. different stages along the same path. Here's the example and the difference. The Latin anfractus means to bend or curve, which relates to the circuitous nature of anfractuous. 
um, deepen or increase the angle of the curb and it can snap into a fracture, which comes from the Latin frangiare, to break. So, so it's about taking the different fork in the road? Well, is it, um, fracture means to break. Well, yeah, right. And fractious means it's just kind just of a bent yeah, off into the, yeah, the sinuous curving road, perhaps. You know, a lot of our conversations are infractious. Are they ever. <laughs> Absolutely correct. Ashley and Brad. Thanks, Anita. You get in touch with our show. We had our listener feedback break, but oh, no, they still keep coming in. 888-922-7234. Uh, they were out of town for Thanksgiving, so we're doing their Thanksgiving this Sunday with all the trimmings. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. And they're going to decorate the house and the tree. Wow, that's a lot of stuff to do in one day. I know. Also, her husband and her have their own specific brands of mouthwash, toothpaste, deodorant, etc., etc. So. See, it's not as weird as you just made it like I was difficult. Well, <laughs> but, but let's I'm be just... very clear here. <laughs> just want to let you know. Perhaps sometimes that might be the case, but I don't know. Uh, but anyway, thanks, Anita, for getting in touch with us. 888 is the phone number. And let's get to news. The Roundup with Ashley Page. Well, we've all heard that walking at a brisk pace could significantly decrease the risk of type 2 diabetes. And new research explains how the faster you walk results in the bigger drop in developing the disease. Mm -hmm. If you walk uh, at at 0.62 miles an hour, it's about a 9% drop. A little faster than that, 1.86 to 3.1, is it results in a 15% lower drop. And this is almost... A jog or a run, I think they say, at a really brisk pace, three point one to three point seven miles an hour, wow. is linked with a twenty four percent reduced risk. Yeah, there's no question. Again, this is all part of the what you put in your mouth and how much you move and how fast you move. If you if how? you're moving, you're going to reduce diabetes for sure. That's true. But three point seven. I mean, I'll go that fast if something's chasing See, now, me. Uh, but, but what's frustrating oof, is yes, I, I we take the dog, but he's not a walker. He's a sniffer, stopper, right. marker. And there's just no continuous right. momentum going. My roommate's dog is a sniffer st- stopper. Yeah. My dog, he's like, dum, dum, let's go. Well, that's see, I should take your dog. So for you a walk should then. take my. Someone's no, got to take that's him for gonna, a walk. Exactly, that's going to mean you're going to stay. <laughs> bad idea, bad Ashley, bad Ashley. <laughs> so history was made this week after the very first transatlantic commercial flight powered by 100% sustainable aviation fuel landed at JFK. The Virgin Atlantic Boeing 780. Seven took off from Heathrow in London and landed in New York without using fossil fuels. Instead, it ran uh, on fuel made mostly from uh, waste cooking oils and animal fat. So think of all the okay. restaurants that could fuel this now. Wow. Uh, it was not open to the general public, but Virgin founder Richard Branson was on board along with some corporate and government officials, hmm. engineers, and journalists. Wow. So, wow. Okay. Wow. So all those grease traps that you exactly. smell outside the restaurant. As you're eating the french fries in the airport, maybe they're just, they can just <laughs> use that's it. That's what's powering your flight? Okay. That's really interesting, though. Okay. So when Grammy nominations were announced November 23rd in 2021, musician John Baptiste received a staggering 11 nominations. That date was also memorable because his partner also began her first day of chemotherapy to treat leukemia that had returned after nearly 10 years in remission. The new documentary called American Symphony chronicles their high and low journey. It's in select theaters and streaming now on Netflix. And that's your news roundup. Ashley and Brad. It's Ashley and Brad on the radio. It is game time because it somewhat relates to uh, one of our listeners' hot takes on something we were discussing. Because 
Is it pronounced GIF or is it pronounced GIF? Yeah, that's. I mean, it's kind of a whatever you want. Is it a soft G? Is it a hard G? Even the creator, <laughs> the creator. of it said, I prefer the soft G as in ginger. It is right. GIF. Steve Wilhite says other people prefer GIF, which... Right. You know what? There was a meme that everyone went around that says, choosy programmers choose GIF. <laughs> That's funny. So there you go. So I will ask you some uh, acronyms right. from the computer world. As we've discussed, Ooh, computer GIF, acronyms. Well, GIF or GIF. So what does that even stand for, as I'd like for you to tell me? Uh, graphic mm-hmm. interface. Mm. Nodule? <laughs> no, not well, that's There's not right. an F there. So. Oh, oh, GIF. Yeah. Uh, uh, interface. Uh, yeah. Graphics interchange format oh, is what it is. Format. Yeah. Of course. Same with, okay, the other format, JPEG. Pictures. What does yeah, JPEG stand for? Now, you should know this. You're I in should. printing. I mean, know. So. I know. I know that I send them in PNGs okay. and, and JPEGs. Right. I don't but know what they mean. What does it stand uh, for? Uh, uh-huh. Mm, don't know. Joint Photographic Experts Group. They came up with the format. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. That's, uh, hmm. Let's try some other uh, computer acronyms. How about when you connect to the internet? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. There's your LAN and your WAN. Yeah. What's the difference? What do those stand for? One starts with an L and one starts with a W. That is absolutely correct. Thank you. But Thank tell you very me much. what they mean is what I'm saying. LAN and WAN stand for what? So LAN may be something with a LAN land or launch and w for wi-fi i'm afraid that's incorrect it's local area network and oh. wide area oh. network oh. you see uh oh, let's talk about the address http stands for something yeah, i well, really wish can i phone my friend thomas he's um, super smart and he's an it guy i'm sitting right here but i can't help you because i'm the quiz master <laughs> you right are. now uh <laughs> Because I know that the HTTP uh-huh. and HTTPS, right. S is the secure, and you want to use okay. that one as often as you can. Yes. Hmm. Uh, you get partial credit. Something terminal? Uh, no. No? No. Uh, hmm. Terabyte? Uh, no. No. Hypertext transfer protocol. Yeah. Just you know, like when you say it, I've heard it before, but I'm, I'm my brain is not going to ever well, store that information. What's interesting is I'm pretty sure I've quizzed you on this you have. a few times in the past. And you can quiz me again, yeah. and I'm still oh, not going to remember. It'll be the same break <laughs> over exactly. and over. It's like Groundhog right. Day with my brain. Literally. And then how about IP, your IP address? Oh, your that's your um, mm-hmm. that's your uh, internet protocol. Oh, look at, oh, Ashley, that one I knew. That. Oh, yes, you got I, that. See, it's like sometimes I remember. But uh, and then uh, let's go with two more. Mm-hmm. What's your GUI? G-U-I. GUI is what I've heard it pronounced. Now, again, people could say GUI, but that's a whole other subject yeah, no, right I, there. GUI. GUI. I've never even heard of that. Yeah, well, it's how you it's uh, how you use the computer. It is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Graphical user interface. What's meaning, that mean? Well, stuff that you can, actually, graphics, meaning things you can see and how you interact with you like like icons. on my Adobe InDesign, or uh, maybe little icons you'd see on the desktop. You click that, and that's how you interact oh. with those applications. Oh. Hmm. Finally, OS stands for operating system. Look at that! You finished strong. Ashley and Brad. The Ashley and Brad show is on the air, and like I said, we're starting to play these music beds underneath. Here, mm-hmm. let me bring it up just a little bit. Oh, there you go. Nice. See some uh, Christmas time music here, but uh, we're not playing the hits. We're just playing the instrumental versions of these songs, right? So as to not to distract. But when it comes to popular Christmas, don't get me started on what the popular Christmas hits. Well, some of Honestly, them have been around for decades. Oh, I know. 
I know, and there are some that are timeless, and you're just like, oh, I could listen to them a million times. But do you like Others, the original, or do you like the remake of them? Uh, generally, the originals are good, but there are some songs that I'm like, if I never heard it again, I'd be fine with me. All right, well, so Time Out did a list of the most popular Christmas pop songs, the uh, ones that okay. you know we always hear. And, you know, they're like Blue Christmas is on there from Elvis, and Brenda Lee's Rocking Around the Christmas Tree. Yeah. And we've heard lots of different versions of some of these, like Ella Fitzgerald's Baby It's Cold Outside. Yeah. But in the top five, mm-hmm. they say the ones that we that we just love that it, it just doesn't seem like Christmas without these songs. Okay, I'm scared um, to know. Okay, but I think I know. In fact, I just mentioned this one the other day because Cher sang on her original, and um, and Darlene Love is, is singing this song yeah. mm-hmm. on Cher's brand new Christmas album, "The Christmas Baby, Please Come Home." Yeah, is at number five, and again, lots of different variations. I know, but and that's the a, original that was always featured every year on David Letterman. They'd always perform with her coming on to oh, the show. Oh, that's awesome. So, that's really cool. Yeah. This one has been around since the 30s, 40s. Okay. White Christmas, oh, Bing Crosby. Sure. Because, yeah. I mean, that's... Uh, and Bing classic. singing it is just... Yep. He's amazing. That's a great one. This one I've always loved. I think it came out in maybe the late 80s, mm. Last Christmas from Wham, when Wham was yeah. super popular. Yeah. I love that. You don't yeah. like it? Not my favorite. Mm, I'll just I say love that. it, love it, love it. Um, coming in at number two, yeah. The Pogues, Fairy Tales of New York. I do like that. I, I'm surprised this is on. I've, I cannot say this is a popular or even favorite one of mine. Really? At all. Oh, I love this one. And the no music way. video with Matt no. Dillon as the police officer. Oh, uh-uh. I love that one. There okay. are many others I could put in that second slot. Than all that right. One. Well, wow. a lot of people say that's one of the. And the all time best one, of course, oh, is the I'm one you cringing. can't stand. I'm cringing. And I love it. No. I love it. I hate it. <laughs> Mariah Carey's oh. All I Want for Christmas is You. Oh. Because, listen, you are going to hear it ad nauseum this time uh, of year. Of, but it's so good. Okay, admittedly, the first couple of times I heard it, I was like, oh, okay. Right. I kind of kind of like that. It's just the overplay. It's just enough. They enough. all get overplayed. I, but that one in particular, it just, I don't know, mm, I it's nails it. on a chalkboard to me. <laughs> what about you guys? Would yeah. you add something to this list? 888-922-7234. Ashley and Brad. You're sick, you're under the weather. Well, it's that time of year here on the Ashley and Brad Show and have we got the cure for you. Well, you know, listen, especially when the kids come home, they've got yeah. a couple of weeks off, but they've been around all kinds of stuff. They bring it at home. And here, so doctor said the very first symptom, the very first time you're like, mm, is yeah. that a little, is that a, is that a, not an allergy? What's going on? Because uh-huh. a lot of people wait. They're like, oh, I'll get to the store later, whatever. But they said, if you can get to it, the, it these five foods specifically really, really, really will help. We all know about chicken soup. Yeah. And you can, it doesn't even have to be the, you know, some people, you know, maybe vegetarians. Mm-hmm. You can do just vegetable broth. Oh, sure you can with lots hot, of veggies in mm-hmm, it. Yeah. Absolutely. But mm-hmm. some kind of an age old remedy like that. Okay. Hot tea, of course, helps, especially with um, some honey in it can yeah. really soothe your throat. Yeah. This sounds like, ooh, kind of gross, especially because they say eat it raw. I bet I know exactly what it is. What do you think? Garlic. Garlic. Yeah. If you can, if you can stomach it, because it's, it's a, pretty potent oh it is when you're uh-huh. and my wife made this famous flu balm b-a-l-m for mm-hmm. the boys when they'd instantly with the first thing she would mix up this garlic the garlic and other i mean it was right a little hard to swallow right. pun intended but uh it did it wonders works. Yeah. it works they say sure does spicy foods can really clear up the sinuses uh, yes it can uh, they said leafy greens and one of the things i certainly do is uh, those they're little shots of um, zinc 
That no, helps. I do. I do uh, apple cider vinegar. Okay, and again, it's a lot like the garlic, where you're like, yeah, I know. But zinc is good but too. It yeah. can really, really help you. Ashley and Brad. Thanks, Quint. You're getting in touch with our show. Triple eight nine two two seven two three four. Color Q. He says he's likes going by. So there are three things that many people think are obsolete that we should be cautious about getting rid of. Number one is the church. He says. Number two is the church key, meaning a bottle opener. Number three, the internal combustion engine. Just my never-to-be-humble opinion, he says. So thanks for getting in touch. Quint. Always welcome here. Yeah, always. Triple eight nine two two seven two three four. Everybody can text about stuff we're talking about. Uh, we appreciate your comments. Thanks for getting in touch. Here's news. The Roundup with Ashley Page. Well, according to a new study, video conferencing leads very quickly to what they call Zoom fatigue. They say we just, it's so much because we're, we're spending so much time on that, whether yeah. it's work or school yeah. or whatever. Researchers compared people who went to the live lectures against those who did the Zoom. And they mm-hmm. said the ones who are at the live lectures, they're happy. They're more active. They're less tired because there's... There's some interaction there. Yeah. They don't have that two-second lag, you know, where your you're I mean, mute's on, you know, all that <sighs> stuff you got to deal with every we're, Zoom we're, call. We're seeing the results of this for the two years or so that a lot of the elementary school kids oh, yeah. were on these Zooms that they are really behind. Oh. This is coming from teachers that I know are going, boy, it's hard uh-huh. to get these kids back, back to where they to should be. Yeah. That they're still not at. And it's not just elementary. My daughter's in college. She's graduating next week. And same thing the whole time. So be careful what you buy this Christmas because there's a good chance the gift that you spent all that time trying to figure out what you should Ah, get this person or that ends up either in the closet or in the trash. And that's what kills me is the trash one. At least donate it. Right. Uh, A survey found 33% of Americans toss at least one gift in the garbage. Really? Another 33% say they'll just stick it in the closet. They won't use it. Regift. I mean, at least not to the original giver, of course, but (laughs) just at a white elephant party or something. I got this weird thing. You want it? You want it? So Night Swim, a new horror movie featuring Wyatt Russell is coming soon. Wyatt plays a former Major League Baseball player forced into early retirement. Secretly hoping to return to pro ball, he persuades his wife that their new home's swimming pool would not only be great for the kids, but provide him some physical therapy. But soon, a dark secret in the home's past will unleash a malevolent force. Night Swim opens in theaters January 5th. Sounds like a pleasant little happy film. (laughs) And that's your news roundup. Ashley and Brad. Game time on the Ashley and Brad radio show with the Rock and Roll Hall of Famers, the Spinners. Game time as I give you some trivia questions because we already discussed popular Christmas songs. Well... Why not dive into a little bit more Christmas trivia about some of these songs? So I'll ask you some questions to see what you know about these popular holiday favorites. Oh, boy. Name me (laughs) at least three performers or bands from the song, Do They Know It's Christmas? Oh. It was, of course... Trying to think of that video. A video to raise... Bob Geldof. Right. They raised money for Um, famine in Africa. Was Elton John on that one? Or was that no. the other one? Okay. So uh, three. This was the UK version. This time we did. We are the world. They right. did. Do they know it's Christmas? Oh, three uh, bands or performers? Wham. Uh, yes, they were on there. Okay, Bob Geldof, Wham, and uh huh. And I said Elton John because he he's British, but yeah, uh, no. Uh, mm. Just one other band. Yeah, and, um, the Beatles. Well, 
Who from the Beatles? Oh, uh, Paul McCartney? Yes, of oh, okay. course, yeah. Bananarama, Bob Geldof, Culture Club, David Bowie, Duran Duran, Eurythmics, Frankie Goes to Hollywood, Heaven 17, Human League, Cool in the Gang, Midge Yore, who helped go write the song, Paul McCartney, Paul Young, Phil Collins, Spandau Ballet, Status Quo, Sting, The Style Council, U2, and Wham. Yeah. Bono had that uh, memorable line. Okay, in the summer of 1945, on one of the hottest days in recorded history in Southern California, mm-hmm. Bob Wells, in an effort to cool down, started thinking about winter and Christmas. Despite the sweltering heat, he began to jot down ideas and lyrics that captured the essence of the holiday season. He envisioned the wintry scenes and the warmth of Christmas traditions. Mel Torme helped writing this in about 45 minutes. Ooh. Um, I'm, I, creating the most timeless por- portrayal. It's either Jingle Bells what or White song Christmas. Because oh, I don't think Bing Crosby wrote White Christmas. I think he just no. sang it. I'll, I'll give gonna... you more hints. Uh-huh. In the next year, 1946, the year after it was written, Nat King Cole recorded what is considered to be the definitive version of this song. What is the song? Is it White Christmas? No. It is not White is Christmas. Is it Jingle Bells? It is not Jingle Bells. Uh, hold on a second. <laughs> you can't look anything up. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just trying to think of... No, you can't look stuff up. <sighs> it's the most... Santa Claus is coming to town? No. It's considered one of the most definitive Christmas songs out there. And you already said White Christmas. Yes, those are two of them. But this one lasts forever. And Nat King Cole's It lasts forever? What do you mean? mean, That original version from Nat King Cole is considered the best version of the song. And when you hear it, you're like, oh, yeah, without question. That's perhaps the best version. (laughs) We need an answer. Huh. I I know. I know. I know. I know people are yelling. Yeah. Okay, give me a hint. Chestnuts. Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, what's the name of the song? Jack Frost, Nippy Nature. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I just, um, Chestnuts roasting, roasting on, on an open fire. fire. I need the name of that song. Give it to me. Jack Frost, Nippy Nature. What's the song about? What is the song? Oh, about? White Christmas. No, what's the it's, the name of the song is? You're killing me, Smalls. The Christmas song. It's called the Christmas song? It's called the Christmas song. I didn't know it was called the Christmas <laughs> yes. song. Now I know. Okay. In 1971, this duo released a version of a tale explaining how Santa Claus manages to travel around the world and deliver toys in one night. It also describes Mrs. Claus as his old lady. Who is the, who is the song done by? <laughs> it's perhaps not played all the time, but um, in, when I grew up, oh, I loved hearing this one. You did? A comedy duo talking about Santa Claus. Peaches and Herb. Um, Not peaches and herb. No. Nope. oats. Uh, no. Is this grandma got run over by a reindeer? No. Before that, 1971. I wonder Comedy how... duo. Comedy duo. Talking about Santa... Oh, Cheech and Chong? Yes. Cheech and Chong, Miss Santa Claus and his old lady. <laughs> okay. And then finally, in the early 1950s, Danish recording engineer Carl Weissman and Don, Don Charles made a song that features the work of Dolly, Pearl, Caesar, and King. The A side of the single had a version of Oh, Susanna, and the B side of the seven inch had three blind mice, pat a cake, and this Christmas classic. What Jingle s- bells? What song is it? Yes, Ashley. Oh, this the one. Barking the barking dog one? Yes. No. Yeah. I am over that yes. so fast. Boo. This is Dolly Pearl, Caesar, and King singing. <laughs> no. No. Ashley and Brad. 
Oh, it's Ashley and Brad on the radio. What What's better than the songs of Christmas rather than the smells of oh, Christmas? I love because, the smells. Because, boy, um, which is more evocative of memory? They say that smell is perhaps more than sounds or sight. Yeah, but you know, so I smells think a lot. Definitely bring up some. So every t- look, it's around June when they start putting the cinnamon brooms. I know, I love those cinnamon near the brooms. Front door <gasps> of the so grocery good. store, and you're like, oh, that's Christmas. I know, even though it's Fourth of July, but they <laughs> get them out early. That's that's one of my favorites is the cinnamon smell. Me too. And it's funny though because Southern Living said, "What are what are like the best holiday smells?" Yeah, and and the cinnamon thing's not even on here. I'm like, are you who did this? Okay. But you know, you got the pine and the cedar and the gingerbread and stuff like that. And then I bought. I just went to like a little holiday fair. The little craft fair, mm-hmm. and they were selling uh, these little. And I mean, you can make them at home, but it's like somebody else did all the work for you. They threw yeah. in a little sprig of rosemary and some cranberries and the cloves and mm-hmm. a little dried orange, yeah. and you put it in water and just let right. it simmer. And my daughter was like, oh, "The whole house smells yeah. amazing." It just yeah. smelled and, and oh, so good. Mold wine or crock the pot, mold wine. cinnamon. It can be oh, intoxicating in the smell smells and intoxicating. And otherwise, otherwise um, yeah. bread pudding. Mm, not, not for me so much, but yeah. I know people love it. Yeah, uh, peppermint. Now, sure. I make uh, homemade little peppermint patties, mm-hmm. and those they don't smell as great as they taste. Right, fresh baked cookies. Come on. Okay, so they chocolate have... chip cookies. That's Christmas time. Okay, chocolate. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And it is always the chocolate chip or just any kind of cookie. Uh, well, for a lot, like we said, Santa gets the chocolate chip. I love the so. any kind of, and the, those little. Oh, my grandmother used to make them and roll them in uh, powdered sugar. The oh, I think they're like Mexican wedding cookies. There has a hundred different names. Yes, of them. they're called. Pepper she called noose them. No, pepper noose is the one with the spice. It's a little spice. spicy, but then the, I've right. But these are I don't remember the what my grandmother sugar called them. Gets everywhere, but it's so good. Yeah, and it's like yeah. my favorite. So, mm. what holiday smell would you put on here? Would you put hot cocoa? Is it? Yeah. What is it that that you're like? Oh, it totally smells like the holidays now. Tell us about the olfactory nerve at triple eight nine two two seven two. Three, four. Ashley and Brad. It's Ashley and Brad on the radio. Let's go back to a, uh, a different time. I won't say a simpler time, but a different time. Way back in the 1900s, if you can imagine this. Is this a papaw thing? No. It's just once upon a time when watching television, you had to get up off of the floor. And <laughs> go change go the change channel. change the channel. <laughs> Can you even imagine a time in your world in your life? I remember because I was little and we had cable and you had to get up and the cable box was on top and you had to turn yeah. the, and there were like, a no, not a hundred channels, maybe yeah. like 70 channels right. at the time. But my sister, who's yeah. a lot older than me, she was told the remote me, control. she said that when she was growing up, there was only like three channels. Oh, of course. And like the, and yes. then like UHF, VHF, but that's what we had. But then the, then the remote control came out. get up and change out. the channel, right. And then once the remote, like everything became a remote control. Of course And now everything's like a smart something or another where yeah. you can just be on your phone and yeah. open your garage door. You can. I mean, our outside lights, the cameras, that's all automatic control. Yeah. It's all that. Yeah. So you don't have to do anything. But there's kind of like next level lazy. Okay. and And a few... And a few people chimed in on this. This guy said uh, he saw a meme on Facebook of a person wearing a hoodie backwards, and he kind of was like, ha, ha, But he said he's actually started doing that to where he'll be working on his computer and fill the, the hood with popcorn <laughs> and just be able to eat the popcorn out of the backside. That's, uh, I'm that's, like, okay. Yeah, that's not good. It's kind of smart, though. Wow. Uh, this girl said she had an uncle... <laughs> She has an uncle who only brushes the front of his teeth because that's all anybody can see. Well, 
<laughs> he ain't wrong, but <laughs> come but on, come on now. This person said they used their step counter on their smartwatch, like the little pedometer, yeah. to count their steps last weekend. Mm-hmm. Seven. Oof. Seven. Yikes. Even I do a little bit more than wow. that. But like, okay, okay, so I will admit this. The other day I was watching TV in my room and mm-hmm. I kind of, I wasn't sleep. I wasn't, it wasn't a nap nap, but I was just kind <laughs> <Yeah>. of, <laughs> right. and, I, and I heard, exactly. And then all of a sudden I moved and I heard on the floor okay. and I was like, what? I go, oh, that's a remote. That's I guess I'll just keep flat. watching. <laughs> I can tell. It's plastic. <laughs> it's the remote. Yeah. And I'm like. I could get up and get it, but I'll just keep watching this show. Oh, my god! So, gosh. like, I didn't... Wow. Yeah, I know. But, oh, come on. Napping you, in the middle of the afternoon? You what is going done, on with you? You haven't done anything lazy lately? Uh, I, Thanksgiving I weekend? I, okay, this for this was a big deal for me. I know in this day and age, please, it's it's old hat, but right. I actually went out in my slippers the <gasps> other day. Brad, in public? Yeah. And the, people saw you? Uh, can you believe it? I mean, they were, they're not the fuzzy bunny slippers. They're just... Black, you know, <laughs> doesn't matter. You're always velour slippers. Making comments but, about people, okay, but they have a closed back to them, so they actually kind of do look like a shoe. But oh, still, okay. and I was like, oh boy, I hope nobody sees me <laughs> in my slippers. Hey, are you Brad Abram? Exactly. The- <laughs> what are you doing with those on your feet? Ashley and Brad. Thanks, Katie, for getting in touch with us. Not Karen, Katie, but Katie, Katie. She told us that they haven't put up the lights. They sent a picture of their uh, bookcase, but the husband, she says, uh, he's too old to climb the roof these days. So it's interesting. We're going to talk yeah. about that in a few days. Uh, but anyway, they'll uh, send a picture once those are up. And mm. as far as the brands, they don't really care, but they must be the clean types. For example, there's one that doesn't use any chemicals or anything like that. So mm, nice. they have to use the moisturizer and stuff like that. Anyway, thanks, Katie, for getting in touch with us. 888-922-7234. Thanks, everybody, who's gotten in touch with us today. Lots of you have, and we appreciate that. Here's news. The Roundup with Ashley Page. Well, we all, we know, we know that walking is, is good for our health. and But depending upon how fast you walk, it could really significantly decrease the risk of type 2 diabetes. Diabetes. New research says the faster you walk, the bigger percentage drop in developing the disease. Like this fast. Kind of. Yeah. You really do kind of have to. Mm, mm, mm. No ambling. No. Yeah. It's supposed to be a quick, brisk Listen, pace. They say you're supposed to stop and smell the roses, but mm, not on a walk not like on a this. Walk. You're supposed to. Yeah. They said, so like, for instance, mm. 0.62 miles an hour can okay. correlate to a 9% drop. A little bit more moderate of a pace, mm-hmm. 1.86 to 3.1 is a 15% lower risk. And if you're really hightailing it, right. 3.1 to 3.7, okay. that's going to get your blood pumping. Yeah. Uh, a 27% risk. And it's supposed that's to. You're supposed lot. to get the blood percolating. Is what you're, I mean, yes, a walk is good. Any movement is good. But yeah, the faster, the I better. I couldn't do 3.1 to 3. Point. That's a that's it's, fast. It's, but I walk naturally fast anyway. But well, you're, still, you're tall. I know. But still, you're supposed to go at a pretty good pace. Yeah. Get the heart pumping as what it yeah, is. Yeah, that's what they say. Yeah. Well, history was made this week after the first transatlantic commercial flight powered by 100% sustainable aviation fuel landed at JFK. The Virgin Atlantic Boeing 787 left Heathrow in London and landed in New York without using any fossil fuels. Wow. Instead, they used mostly waste cooking oils and animal fat. Wow. I mean, you think about how much the airport has, you know, maybe some... Yeah. Some cooking oil left mm-hmm. over. That's kind of what they used. Uh, folks, your guests one. from the flight deck got some <laughs> onion tower rings powering this flight today. So It, it could happen in our yeah. future. Well. This particular flight wasn't open to the general public yet, but Virgin founder Richard Branson was on the flight, a mm-hmm. bunch of engineers, journalists, and uh, corporate people. So 
it could be coming. Well, thank you, America. We'll be powering a lot of that right. uh, grease trap f- uh, fuel right as there. As long as it results in lower prices, that'd be great. Yeah. So Something I, tells me <laughs> no. I hope so. I hope so, too. So Guy Fieri has just signed on the dotted line a $100 million multi multi-year deal with the Food Network. The mayor of Flavortown, as he's called, will continue to produce more of his Emmy-nominated diners, drive-ins and dives, as well as guys' grocery games and Tournament of Champions. My fraternity brother, I'd like to point out, by the way. Oh, really? Yes, he is. He went to Florida? No, he went to UNLV. Oh, just in the same same fraternity. fraternity, Got it, got it, got Mm -hmm. it. And that's your news roundup. Ashley and Brad. Oh, it's time for you to warm up the pipes, Ashley Page. Oh, I'm not singing. Uh, I know. It's kind of a version of this. It's, I'm calling it Christmas karaoke, but oh, okay. it, it's uh, more of identify the Christmas songs. But what I've done is I've removed the vocals from these songs. So it's just the music yep, base? Yeah. Okay. And so just tell me these Christmas songs. Some are a little more difficult than others. Uh, but for example, let's just start on this one. Without the vocals, tell me what song this is. I mean, pretty basic, pretty simple song. And without the lyrics, you're like, well, that could be a million songs. That could songs. be. That's just a basic bass line. Right. But uh, oh. this was from the 50s. That's, of course, your biggest hint. Mm-hmm. Rocking that around the Christmas tree? Is. Jingle oh, Bell Rock really? is the song. So, Oh, this is going to be hard. Yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> saying. It's going to be really hard. It, they can be. <laughs> let's uh, Let's try this one. Feliz Navidad. Yes, of I course. Love Jose Feliz. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now let's try uh, this song right here. <laughs> Almost the same thing as the other song, just a little quicker tempo. Hmm. What song is this? I have no idea. Yeah. See, you take the vocals out in there, pretty, and uh, by the instrumentation... It's pretty much just bass and drum. There's not a lot happening in the song except for the vocals. Is this an older song? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ah, White Christmas? No, that's not White no. Christmas. Mm-mm. Last time. I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus? Mm, good guess, but no. Let's throw in the vocals. That's rocking, rocking around, around the, the Christmas, Christmas tree. tree. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Wow. How about uh, this tune? That's the Wham song. That's Wham, That's Wham. exactly. Love Last Christmas. Uh huh. How about uh, this one? Mm, boy, that's all you get. Wow. Without the vocals, what song is that? Newer, older? N- newer, I guess. I'm really surprised wow. you don't know that song. Really surprised. The Hanukkah song from Adam Sandler. Is, I'm afraid, <laughs> no, incorrect. I, I don't, Just I don't know. Just a bit outside. Uh, let's add in the vocals so you can know this. Wow. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. See? That's all. See, you need Mariah's voice <laughs> to make that so spectacular. No, no we don't. Yes, no, we yes, don't. we do. Ashley and Brad. It's Ashley, and it's Brad on the radio, and we thank you for listening and tuning into the show. Like we've said, there's two kinds of people in the world. 
That's really it when it comes down to it. Really? And it's, uh, yeah, I mean, you're either one of those who adopts to every single trend that comes down the pike. And you're like, oh, this month I'm going to wear these clothes. <laughs> I'm going to paint my kitchen this color this yeah. month. And but then, it, well, and then the rest of the people are just like, you know what? The best, the old ways are the good ways. It Let's depends. keep it traditional. Okay, so I've been watching a whole bunch of these like Christmas decorating videos online, like the Natalie Callahan and Chick on the Cheap and all those people. And a few of them are doing the traditional holiday red and green. Yeah. But a bunch of them are doing like these neutral palettes with some black and brown. It looks really pretty. There's a few doing a bunch of pink, some of the trendy like Barbie colors. But that's not Christmas. So, not to, well, why not? Because it's black and brown. It's not it, Christmas but colors. It was really pretty with with white on there, and then the the evergreen. I mean, it was really mm. it looked very pottery barn esque. Okay. So, so even in this study, only thirty percent preferred just the red and green. A lot of us either like winter white or like kind of neutral with one pop of color. I mean, do you always do red and green? Well, I mean, that's a predominant. You walk into our house, once it's fully decorated, you go, wow, that's red. Everything's got a red. So, okay. But it's red and white and it's green and there's silver. Maybe a pop of blue here and there, but it's mostly, you know, the same four or five colors, Okay, you think. so the tree that we have this year, it, it was already pre-decorated. Yeah. And it's red and white. Okay. It's, it looks right. like candy cane-ish, yeah. mostly. It looks um, like Christmas. But I, I kind of like that, like just that really classic winter white only okay. and i don't know so what do you guys do you prefer the the traditional colors whether it's red and green or blue and silver yeah. or or do you go for the trendy whatever is that year's color maybe maybe What's it's the, the pantone? pantone color of the year <laughs> exactly. say that my christmas tree has to be let us know triple eight nine ab radio ashley and brad fun fact time with us ashley brad today is Boy, something we should be doing every single day, right. not just today, but National Computer Security Day. Right. Because more and more of your life is online and through That's the computer. The thing. So you got to be mean, careful. How much are you doing online? You paying well, bills? All are of you... it. Lots of it. Exactly. E-commerce. I mean, you buy the majority of your stuff online. And sure. like you said, we are supposed to be changing our passwords every few months and all that. And granted, I don't do that. But a lot of this even started because, you know, the Internet's a newer type of a thing. Yeah. And November 2nd of 1988, Cornell Research uncovered this virus. And if you remember, you used to click on links and it would infect your whole computer. Within four hours of discovering this Morris worm, Mm. it had invaded the entire university system and the ARPANET. So it was a really big deal. And since then, they were like, "Uh, we may need to have an entire department just dedicated to make... And that's where the engineers and the computer experts, they work 24-7 to make sure that... You know, we use stuff here online that, you know, constantly could be, you you know, your computers. You've got three or four of them over there. And so today is the day that you're, you're really supposed to just use common sense... So mm-hmm. that you don't get scammed, yep. and just try to say stay as safe as you can in, in cyberspace. Ashley and Brad.